I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me, your ticket to some of the hottest shows by award-winning playwrights. We're back with the conclusion to the award-winning play, Where the Blood Mixes, by Kevin Loring. Here's a quick recap of parts one and two. Floyd and Mooch are best buddies who drink most of their time in George's bar. They're haunted by the residential school experience that they had when they were just kids. Now Floyd is expecting a visit from his adult daughter, Christine, who he hasn't seen since she was taken away as a little girl after the tragic death of her mom. Floyd is tormented by the fact that he couldn't care for her properly. When Christine arrives at the bar, she finds Floyd and Mooch in the middle of a fight. A note that this play does deal with some difficult themes, including suicide. So please take care while listening. This is the conclusion of Where the Blood Mixes, by Kevin Loring. What were you doing with him? What is wrong with you? Were you trying to get back at me? You know I don't have much. I don't have a lot to give. I feed you. What am I supposed to buy groceries with now? When my settlement comes in... I don't want that money. Well, what then? I'm so tired of this. You said you would never steal from me after the last time and all the other times you took from me. Ma Joan. I can't keep giving to an empty hole. Every day I wonder, what will he do now? Every day I am disappointed. Every day I have to act like a crazy person to get you to even think about doing right by me. What the hell is that worth? Joan. You break my heart. Ma Joan. I'm done. I can't give you any more. I'm done. Chumbog. What the hell am I worth to you? Huh? A jug? A case, maybe? Is that all I'm worth to you? What? Fuck you, Mooch. Fuck you. Anna? No, I'm Christine. Come here a minute. I, um... Come here, come here. I have to go. Come here, goddammit. Let go of my arm. I didn't know you were going to get hurt. What? I couldn't help it. What are you talking about? Let go of me. No, I won't let go. Let go of my fucking arm.
What? Who's there? What do you want? Floyd? What? Floyd, let me in. Uh, what do you want? Damn it, Floyd. If you don't open this fucking door, I'm going to break it down. It's open. What are you drinking? Thought you quit? I am quit. This is for Anna. After all this time, she's come home. Yeah, yeah. After all this time, Christine's come home. And that's the first thing she sees. Her old man fighting in the goddamn bar. Well, you two should smarten up. What the hell's the matter with you anyways, acting like children? Like a couple of goddamn teenagers. Your whole life you guys act like children. I'm sick of it. Aren't you sick of it? Well, he started it. So? He started it, not me. I didn't start nothing. Oh, shut up. She looks just like Anna. When I saw her in the bar, I damn near had a heart attack. She seems smart, too. Unlike her old man, that's for sure. So, what are you going to do? What do you mean? She came all the way out here just to see your sorry ass. What are you going to do? Just sit here and pout like a goddamn child? I can't see her now. Why? Look at me. Look at me, June. I'm... I'm, I got nothing to give her. As soon as she sees me now, she'll... She'll... What? She'll never want to see me again. Ah, bullshit. No, you bullshit. You're just scared. You're just chicken shit. You're goddamn right I'm scared. I am chicken shit, all right? I've never been so scared in my whole useless goddamn life. But now you've been given a chance. Can't you see that? Can't you see that you've been given a second chance? Uh, what does she want from me anyways? She came all this way without any expectations. She came all this way with an open heart. To give you... To give us all, maybe, a second chance. Are you going to take that second chance or are you going to let her go away again? <laughs> Empty-handed. Uh, she probably just heard about the settlement money and now she come to get a piece. That's bullshit and you know it. Hello? Oh shit. It's you. I... found my way here. I just knew where to go. I guess I somehow just... remembered. Can I come in? No. I don't want to see you. Floyd. But I, I just want to talk to you. Go away. You said you wanted me to come here. You said you wanted me to come home, didn't you? Now, what do you want from me? You said you wanted to meet me. Were you lying? Why would you do that? Come on, Christine. Let's go. Why would you do that to me? Get up! Get out of my house! Floyd! Get the fuck! Out of my house! I found you. I came looking for you. I came looking for you. Come on. He doesn't deserve you. Let's go. Oh my god. He doesn't want me. 
He never wanted me. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. You understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This place, this place is called Kumshin in our language. Most people say it means the place where the rivers meet. But an elder once told me that the real meaning is the place inside the heart where the blood mixes. It's so beautiful here. The mountains, the rivers. I love how one river is all brown and dirty and the other is blue, green and clean. And how they mix and become one right here, right at this place. It's magical, almost. You know, they say that Coyote got his gut split open on that cliff up the valley there when he was fighting a giant. You can see the different colors in the granite that look like intestines. That's his guts on the rock. His heart was thrown into the river, here. This place is the heart of our people. Wow, that's gory. That's us, all blood and guts, eh? (laughs) I looked this place up when I got the file on my parents. Oh? I read that the people used to believe that the land of the living and the land of the souls were separated by a river and that they were connected by a slippery log and when you died if your spirit made it across the log you would be in the land of the souls and you would never need or want anything forever and what happens if you don't make it across well the book said that if you fell off the slippery log into the river your soul would just disappear. I want you to have this necklace. It was your mother's. She gave it to me a long time ago. You should have it now. Thank you. No, not thank you. Cook's gem. Cook's gem. Cook's Jean. You're welcome. So, what are you going to do? Oh, don't worry about me. I just need to forget this place. I mean, he wasn't in my life before, right? I survived. I just have to put this behind me, get on with my life. I just wanted to meet him, you know? I thought it would be different. Yeah. Well, now I know, don't I? He wasn't worth the effort. When your mother died, I think it was like your dad died too. You could just see it in his eyes. He was never the same. People were scared of him. 
People were worried about you. And so they took you and they never gave you back. I should have taken you in. It's okay. No, it's not okay. It's not okay, goddammit. I should have tried harder. She was my best friend. I should have taken you both in. Before she... It's like a sickness, really. This community is still sick from it after all these years. It never goes away. Just tries to get deeper and deeper inside us. It's invisible, eh? This sickness in our hearts. It's just a thought, really. A thought that makes us sick. It was someone else's thought that was taught to us. It's like they were so afraid of us that they had to teach us to be smaller than them. And we learned it real good. Our kids are sick with it, too. They got it from us. The drinking, the drugs, the violence. They learned it from us. And when you look at it, when you really look at it, that's where it comes from. It comes from us. And we came from that school. We were all there. Your dad, your mother, Mooch. Us kids. We were all there together. And I tried to forget. I tried so hard to bury it, eh? I didn't know why I was fighting all the time. Why I was drinking my face off. Why I hated myself. That was just normal to me. Then one summer, we camped up Pisoko, the lake up in the valley there. I was having a smoke and the sun was starting to set. You could see the cotton from the cottonwood trees floating in the air. I was watching the fish jumping in the lake. Must have been the light on the water. I remembered camping up there with my grandmother when I was a little girl. She always smelled like wildflowers. Mm. I remembered sitting with her under a cottonwood tree. She was combing my hair and she was singing this lullaby to me. And then all these other memories started to surface. Almost like... Like the fish jumping. And then it was like my guts were ripped open and all the pain came back to the surface. All the hurt was raw again, only worse. I fell to the ground right there and I thought I would never get up. I cried and I cried until I couldn't cry anymore. Until I cried until my eyes were dry. I cried until the stars came out. When I got back to the camp, everybody was already hammered. But I couldn't join them. I sat there and watched the fire burn down until it was just embers. I just couldn't bring myself to have another drink. No, look. You can see the fish. You can see the salmon down there in the eddy. Oh, yeah. Oh, Jean. That's my quickie fish prayer. Too bad I didn't have a pull tab prayer too, eh? <laughs> <laughs> Your father does love you. He's ashamed of himself, you know? 
He's carrying a lot of pain, a lot of guilt. He doesn't know how to begin again. People get stuck. Some people get so stuck in it. Sometimes they just need a kick in the ass to get them started. I don't want anything from you, all right? I have a family. I have people who care about me, who love me, who loved me when I didn't love myself. Like, I, I, I didn't... Who took me in when I was alone. I, I didn't mean to... Shut up. Uh, just shut up and listen. I waited my whole life for you to... I came looking for you. I found you, and now I'm here, so now you're going to listen to me. Okay. Okay. Come inside. I thought you would be curious about me. I thought that you would want to know what happened to me. I do. So, um, your family, they raised you good? They loved me. When things were hard, they were there for me. I always thought about you. I always wondered where they took you. I always wondered where you were. I moved around a lot at first. There are a couple of years I don't remember at all. I remember being alone, scared. I felt abandoned, like something was missing inside, like something was wrong with me, that maybe that's why you gave me away. No, I wasn't like Just that. let me... I realized that I needed to come home. I needed to meet you. I had to, even if you never wanted to see me again, I had to come home. I couldn't move forward without knowing where I came from. There was this voice inside me just screaming, and so... Here you are. Here I am. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was stupid for coming. Uh, no, I'm stupid. I'm the one. Look, last night, I... This is... This is your place too, eh? I mean... This is your house too, eh? There are still scribbles on the wall in your old room. From when you were a baby. You know? You drew pictures on the wall. And I never... I never washed them away. Uh, couldn't, I guess. <laughs> At the bar last night? June told me everything. How it started. June. June is great. I really like her. I've known June as long as anyone. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of us, eh? Back in the day. Most are gone now. You're a survivor. 
We both are, I guess. Why didn't you look for me? I did. I, I tried to. And they said that it would be best for you to grow up in a family that could give you more. More than what I could give you. Did you love me? Of course I did. You're my daughter. You are my daughter, goddammit. I did the best I could. I just... After your mom died... I had nothing. Nothing to give anyone. You got took. You went into the system and I thought, you know, that's it. So you just let me go? I wish I never did. I wish I never let you go, but... You never fought for me? What could I do? The government people said I was unfit. Unfit? I was fucked up, eh? Over your mother. Over myself. I couldn't hold on to you. I just couldn't hold on. It was too too much. It was too big for me by myself. There was nobody. It was just you and me, and I just... I tried, but I couldn't do it. Right. How did my mother die? Your mother... She... She killed herself. She jumped off the bridge at the end of town there. The one that sings when the wind blows. She had that depression, eh? I mean, we all got stuff that hurts, you know, but she would get so stuck in it. I couldn't do nothing. I got frustrated. I made it worse. I made it hard. I lost my temper on her, eh? But she was just so hard to be around, you know? Moody, depressed, crying all the time. I didn't know what the hell was wrong with her. I would get mad at her or I would just take off, you know? Leave her alone with you. Nothing I could do anyways. Yeah, hell. I didn't even try. I was just... Ignorant. You know, so just fucking ignorant. I was on a bender with Mooch. I hadn't been home in about a week. You know, just partying, having a good old time. She came into the bar, dragging you behind her. I was hollering at her in front of everybody, in front of the goddamn bar, you know, screaming and hollering at her. She didn't say anything. She just walked away. Mooch took you and went after her. And I just sat there. I sat there in the goddamn bar. 
And when he came back, he was holding you in his arms. You were both crying. <laughs> they never found her. Oh, there's a grave, but there's no coffin. Just a stone, you know, a marker. They never found her body. I, I blamed him for it, you know, for not stopping her. But, but, it, but it was me. It was always me. It's, it's not your fault for what happened, okay? It's not your fault. I just let her go. I didn't do anything to stop her. I just let her go. I, I should have gone after her. I should have. I should have done something. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. Go. Oh. There's that smell. <laughs> oh, geez, in my rank, because I might be on my uh, man moon time, eh? You know, men get their moon time too, you know? <laughs> no. <sighs> you smell like home. Uh -huh. I stink like fish. <laughs> 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 Here, I was going to give this to you last night, but uh, anyways, uh, that's your mom, and that's me, and that big lump in her belly is you. Oh my god, I really do look like her. Yeah, you really do. Do you want to see your grandson? What? Yeah, um, d here. <laughs> Grandson? He's five now. I was pretty young, so my parents have been helping me raise him so I could have a life. Finish school. They're really good at spoiling kids, that's for sure. What? Is that them? Those, uh, shamas? Uh, um... I mean, white folks, they're your parents? They couldn't have kids of their own. They love him. I can't wait for you to meet them. I mean, you don't have to if you don't want to. No, no, it's, it's all right. I'd like to meet them. Someday. <laughs> He's a good looking boy. Takes after his mother. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for coming home to me. Kokstam. What are you doing? Um, well, nothing. I was worried about you. What for? Thought you dumped me. Am I still dumped? I don't know, Mooch. 
I was just worried that you didn't come home last night. Still mad at me? It's not about me being mad at you. Anna jumped right here. I was right over there, holding that girl, Christine. I held her right over there when her mother jumped. I couldn't get to her. I had that little girl in my arms. I couldn't think. All I could do was watch. Anna looked at me. She wasn't even scared. I watched her fall all the way, all the way down. When she hit, she never came up. She was gone. She just disappeared. Yeah. She just disappeared. She left her kid. She gave up. She just disappeared and left all this behind. Well, I'm right here, Mooch. Can you see me? My name's not Mooch. She's gone, Edgar. You want to go be with her? Then go. I don't care. Go on then, you goddamn jackass. Jump! I cross this bridge every day. I was born in the heart. I was born in the deepest part. In the middle of it all, I was born. In the place where the rhythm beats, deep inside my mother, where the rivers meet, my father dreamt me there. Where blood mixes with blood and the sturgeon waits, and the wind sings the songs of the dead. That was the conclusion to Where the Blood Mixes. Well, Laura, this play is a punch to the gut. It is so beautifully written and the performances are are just so powerful. I found that this show has really stayed with me long after experiencing it. Yeah, this is the kind of play that honestly leaves you speechless. I, I almost don't know what to say after it because it is so moving. It illuminates the tragedy of what these men have gone through, and it shows their resilience and offers some space for hope. I know that this uh, moving piece took Kevin years to write, and I, I can't wait to hear the interview, to hear what he has to say about writing this piece. That's right. And we'll be back next with an in-depth interview with the writer, Kevin Loring, about his Governor General award-winning play. And if you'd like to listen to more plays written by Indigenous playwrights, you can also experience Huff by Cliff Cardinal and This Is How We Got Here by Keith Barker. Both are available here on Play Me Podcast. Where the Blood Mixes was written by Kevin Loring. Jenny Lazon was the director of the theatrical stage production, and Kevin Loring directed this podcast. Musical direction and original music composition are by James Dallas Smith. It featured Tara Skye as Christine, Sheldon Elter as Floyd, Craig Lazon as Mooch, Michaela Washbourne as June, 
and Oliver Dennis as George. The play was developed with the help of Western Canada Theatre, the Vancouver Playhouse, Savage Society, Luminato Festival, and Magnetic North Theatre Festival. It premiered at the Factory Theatre as part of Luminato. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can connect with us by emailing playme at cbc.ca. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Play Me through Google or Apple Podcasts. By subscribing, you can listen to all our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, we would love it if you would consider rating and reviewing us. It helps spread the word about our podcast, bringing theatre to a whole new audience. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. Our associate producer is Mary Chris Rivera. A special thanks to our CBC team. Anna Ashate is our digital producer, and our executive producer is Cecil Fernandez. The director of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani, and the executive director is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.